89.9 The Light, your in-community conversation with Clayton. And it is wonderful to take your questions. You can text them through tonight, 0428-899-899 and help all of us as we go through this time during lockdown number two uh, here in Melbourne due to COVID-19. And joining us once again, I'm not quite sure, you know, second time up, uh, Krista Kors, uh, psychologist. I don't know if you're quite the resident on our program yet, Krista, but you're getting there anyway. Thank you so much for your time again. Oh, you're very welcome. It's wonderful to have you with us and, um, you know, to have somebody who spends their time and, and obviously you've, all your study and the work that you do in psychology uh, to help us as we go through. We, we have had over the past sort of 24, 48 hours and, and during this week a, a lot of discussion around uh, the fact that suicides are, are up at this point. Um, COVID is clearly affecting and impacting people in so many ways, uh, mentally and emotionally, uh, Krista. Are you seeing this with, with those that you're actually meeting with and, and, and working with? Yeah, look, I'd have to say that this time around, my sense um, in talking with people is that it is really hitting even harder this time. Um, I think... Um, you know, in the first lockdown, that was that was really difficult in lots of ways, and it was scary. Um, but people had a little bit more of a sense of opportunity of you know how they can spend this time at home, and um, you know m- maybe more ways that they could spend this time. But now, a lot of people are feeling really flat, um, quite defeated as the numbers are, you know, not going down really. Um, and it's it's been a, a real challenge for a lot of people this time, definitely. Yeah. Um, is there a, a psychological sort of um, wave that occurs as we sort of go through a tough period. We had, you know, I think it was five or six weeks of, of sort of more lockdown. And then we said, look, that these are restrictions are easing. We, we started sort of uh, feeling a bit different. We started being able to communicate again and saying, oh, thank goodness, here we are, we're doing this again. And then suddenly we have to go back to it. And it now seems worse and, and more stringent. Is there, yeah. is there a, 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 I suppose, a, a bigger cliff that we drop off emotionally in that sense? Yeah, look, I think that's that's possible. I think, I mean, you know, we had a little a little breather there, um, where a few things were available again, but it certainly wasn't back to normal. And, you know, a lot of the things that people usually do to manage their emotions and to feel better, um, you know, they haven't been able to do those for months and months now. Even, you know, a lot of people go to the gym, mm. gyms open so briefly, and then they shut again. And um, so it's just, I think we're kind of, yeah, it's the build-up of the first lockdown plus this one um, that, yeah, people people are really struggling. Yeah. Um, what is some of the things that I should actually be doing? You know, I, I think all of us are, are going to be struggling in different ways. You know, some people yeah. are going to be really missing the fact that they're not connecting in person with people. So others are going to be, as you said, maybe it's missing the opportunity to go and do the gym or the, the activities that they've got. We, we all have different aspects, but... Is there some things that we should all actually try to be doing to help ourselves and our families? Yeah, look, it's hard to speak sort of for every single person, but I think for starters to acknowledge that this is temporary. Um, It it often doesn't feel temporary. It feels like this is life now forever. 
Um, but as far as we know, um, you know, we, we will start to see improvements again, no matter how long that takes. Um, so to acknowledge that this is a, this is a period of time, it's not forever, um, is a good place to start. Um, but in terms of what we can do, I think, you know, anything that we can do to um, connect with people, even if it's not in person um, and not ideal, but to reach out and to, to connect with our family and loved ones is really important. Um, and, and finding ways to find variety in our routine as much as we can. I know that's hard if you're home most of the time, um, but as, as many opportunities to find some variety, I think, to break up the monotony, to, to feel, you know, that things are a little bit different than they were yesterday, um, I think that's important too. Isn't that interesting, the, the difference of just um, something slightly new, something different, something yeah. that feels different, even if it's maybe not not massively different. So why is that that actually our, our brains and our, our reactions to that is so important that something feels fresh? Is, is there an actual, um, you know, sort of a psychological reason that that's actually it works for all of us? Um, look, I'm not sure. There, there might be a, there might be a, a fancy term for it. <laughs> uh, it's not coming to mind at the moment. But I, I think just variety keeps things interesting. It keeps, um, again, you know, a, a way, an alternative to that real flatness and monotony. It's just a way to kind of break things up. Um, and you know, at the moment, it might be as simple as having dinner in a different room, or you know, changing into different tracksuit pants, or you know, a different a different outfit. Um, really, really small things, walking a different way, a different route, um, past different things that you can see, um, all of that. They're, they're really small things, but they can make a big difference at the moment. Um, I, I think as we sort of go through this time as well, we want to make sure that we're um, you know, grabbing each and every idea uh, that we can <laughs> along the way. Have there been yes. some interesting ideas that have come uh, you know, via your sort of world or, or perhaps you know in some conversations you had with friends or with professionals around that you go look these are these are great things that that I think are, are things we can even put in practice even if they're a bit weird and different <laughs> yeah look I think um, I think along with breaking up the routine I think another thing that's really important is to be able to do something that gives you a sense of achievement. So, you know, part of what gives us purpose and um, enjoyment in our life is achieving something. And so that's why going to work is really important or having, you know, having work is important, which is why when work becomes um, uncertain or it's taken away, that can really affect our well-being. Um, so finding different opportunities to feel that sense of achievement um, can be really good. So I, I talked to a gentleman the other night who, um, you know, we were talking about, well, what are some of the things that are going to actually make a difference that you can do? And he said, you know what, I really just need to wash my drink bottle, like just really thoroughly wash my drink bottle and make it clean. Um, and, and so he did that and it did, it just kind of lifted him up a little bit because, you know, it's something that he had achieved. It, you know, had this kind of positive impact on how he feels. So really small things, you know, changing the sheets, sorting out a cupboard, um, pulling out weeds, those kind of small things can c give that sense of achievement like you've done something um, and that can help too. Yeah. My guest is Krista Kors, a psychologist who is here to answer some of your questions. We've already got some texts coming through. We'll get to those next. You can uh, ask your question as well, 0428 899 899 to text your, through your question now as we help each other during this lockdown phase two. 0428 899 899 here on 89.9 The Light. 
In Conversation with Clayton. 89.9 The Light. This is Positive Radio in Community Conversation. And uh, my guest coming up shortly, Michael Rojales. He's going to be sharing his journey of surviving COVID-19, including being in a coma and uh, the remarkable faith journey he's been on through that time as well. But right now, Krista Kors joins me. She is a psychologist helping us through this lockdown phase two. And uh, as we've uh, said, Krista, it does feel like it's uh, sort of hit us a, a little bit harder again. And it's important yeah. for each of us to, to really be thinking through this. We've, we've got somebody texting through. You can as well. 0428 899 899 uh, saying, I think we need to try and learn what we did wrong on the first wave, which I think is probably a lot of us saying that. Uh, my yeah. question to you on the back of that, Krista, is, um, you know, how much should we actually... Um, from a psychological sense, be looking back and looking at the wrong things and then sort of how fast should we be moving and saying, look, here's the positives we go forward on. Obviously, we want to learn, but we want to move forward. It seems yeah. like it's a it's a, a sort of a tightrope walk there. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I think, um, you know, everyone wants to try and make sense of why this happens again. And, and that's part of looking at um, mistakes, you know, we want to learn from them and we want to make changes. Um, and we could, you know, look at government decisions or, or whatever that might be. Um, and some of them may have been problematic, but, you know, they've never done this before either. So um, I think it definitely is more helpful to actually look back at some of the positives that everybody um, engaged in during the first lockdown. So, I mean, there was, from my perspective and from a lot of people that I talked to, there was this real sense of unity um, for the first lockdown, you know, that phrase of we're all in this together. Um, there were lots of kind of practices like um, the rainbow trail, which is kind of kids drawing with chalk on the um, pavement to kind of give encouraging messages when people walked by. And there were a whole lot of those sorts of things that were happening to bring people together. Um, but I think maybe this time round, I mean, there's been a bit more sort of pointing the finger at who, you know, who has broken the rules and who's to blame. And um, and I don't know if that's so helpful. I think the more that we can um, bring it back to, you know, this is a, a unified thing that we're doing here, that we're all in it together, that we're all human and we're all walk, working towards fighting this virus. Um, I think that's where the positives are. Yeah, and I think that's the, the stages we need to be thinking and focusing in as we, we move forward as well. Um, yeah. In terms of, I suppose, the, the way we, we look at things in different aspects of our world to Krista, mm -hmm. is there different ways we should sort of um, focus uh, when we go out? Obviously, you know, every time we sort of walk outside, um, I, mm -hmm. I know with the kids, I, I realise what we're saying to them is um, – there's danger out here. You know, we're putting on masks. We're saying to them, stay, stay clear of things, don't touch things, this sort of thing. So, um, yeah. you know, without saying the words, it's a dangerous place, we, we, we're creating a danger. And th there's there's a rightness towards that as well. Is there yeah. a best best way we should be talking to kids, I suppose, when we head out and also when we come back into the house? Is there, there better things to help them? Yeah, I mean, look, you can, you can point out some some risks but I think it, it's helpful to look at you know these are the things that we're all doing to keep each other safe and to look after each other and even with the masks I mean I know a lot of people kind of find that quite 
confronting that there's everyone out there that we can't really see their faces, we can only see their eyes. Um, but if there's a way to look at that as, you know, everybody here wearing a mask, that we're, we're doing something together and we're doing something to look after each other. Um, and anyone that's wearing a mask is going through something similar to what I'm going through. And isn't that amazing that we can all share this struggle and we can all work towards fixing it together. So I think if we can help kids see that, that can help them, you know, alleviate some of their concerns a little bit. I think it opens up all those different conversations as well, doesn't it, with kids yeah. around um, how, you know, we had sort of conversations the other day that um, on various levels around people who were richer and how they were doing it. And then we were able to talk about the fact that actually we're one of the richest people in the whole world, kids, yeah. uh, here in yeah. Australia. You never quite know. These various conversations can often lead to, to deeper understandings for our kids as we, yeah. we step into that's, that as well. That's true. Um, for, from your perspective, um, Krista, I'd love to just you know delve in to, to your mindset a little bit as well. As you're looking into this lockdown and as a psychologist and, and spending yeah. time with those who are going through it, uh, what are you expecting? Uh, you know, obviously, we, you, know, you can't predict things that are going to happen, but, <laughs> but what are you sort of, I suppose, stealing yourself for to say, look, this is what I think I'm actually going to be needing to help people with most over the next you know, two, three, four months even? Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of a sobering thought, I suppose, but I do think that the mental health impact from what we're currently going through is going to stretch far ahead. Um, and I certainly um, think about the, the fact that there are more deaths happening, unfortunately, which is you know, really awful to talk about. But those the, the families there are um, saying farewell to their loved ones and they're not able to do that in the way that they would really like to through a funeral or you know they can't even spend much time there with their loved ones before they pass so that that's really hard um, so I think that's going to be challenges going going forward um, just people who can't spend time with each other in the way that they want to you know I think that those wounds are going to stick around um, yeah yeah, I think it's those aspects as you think about those things you just talked about too to, to help ourselves prepare for the mm. fact that, look, this is the long haul. Um, this is part of those things that are, are going to be here for a while. And, and so whatever we can do to ensure that we're chatting with friends, we're, we're, we're raising our voices about it, we're talking with others um, is really important. We never know when that little bit of connection now could actually be making a huge um, you know, flow-on effect for, for months and months now rather than just sort of staying to ourselves and, and um, you know, mentally it just then gets tougher perhaps sometimes to talk to. Yeah, definitely. And I think so many people out there are dealing with the pandemic and everything that comes with that, but also many people have other things going on as well, um, whether that might be relationship problems or, you know, their children have been diagnosed with something, you know, so everybody um, who has other things going on as well are, are really missing out on the kinds of support that they would usually be seeking or be receiving. Um, and so I think they need to be, those people need to be on our minds as well, you know, how we can support other people during this um, when they're going through extra problems. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, thank you so much, Krista. Appreciate all your time. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, 
We've got one other, some other questions that are coming through. We might deal with those, uh, you know, on the the back of what we've been saying. And some are quite personal uh, people coming yeah. through. Some are talking about the fact that, you know, it's good that it's actually been talked about today by Premier Andrews around the ideas of, of mental illness as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it, others saying, look, you know, I'm feeling really tough as I go through this. So, you know, we thank you for the help that you've given everybody in that place. And, and thank you again for your time today. Oh, no worries at all. My pleasure. Krista Kors, my guest here on 89.9 The Light. On the way next, Michael Rojales is going to be joining us. He has survived coronavirus and indeed been through a coma with that. His remarkable story of hope and faith on the way in just a moment on The Light.